isn't technology amazing? Isn't it great that we can, even though we are temporarily physically separated, uh, isn't it great how we can feel still spiritually connected? Uh, this is a, a gift from God. We are so glad that we can um, sit in front of the Word of God together, uh, talk about how awesome He is, how we have nothing to fear because God is our fortress. Uh, what an awesome blessing this is. Um, say, in saying that, uh, we need to be very careful. We all know that this is not normal. This is not normal. Um, though we are separated temporarily, and though that is wise, um, that that is right, uh, it's not normal. Um, this is not what God has made us for. Uh, God made us as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, to gather together. Um, he intends for us to, uh, to hear the Word of God together. He intends for us to hear one another sing and be encouraged in that. Uh, he intends for us to be, to be close together. And uh, so... What we want out of this time is we want to make sure that, um, that you're encouraged and, and uh, feel strengthened spiritually through uh, the Word of God. We hope you feel encouraged that we, we can pray together uh, at this time. Uh, but we also want you to feel a little bit um, uneasy, uh, a little bit uh, that, that something's not quite right. That's a good thing. That's a good thing because we were meant to be together. We were meant to gather together. So, again, we hope that this time encourages you. Uh, we hope that the Word of God builds you up. But we hope that you have a longing to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so be praying that, this, that we come together um, soon, because that is what we're made for. Um, in the meantime, in the meantime, let's dive into Psalm 46 together and hear how God is our fortress. Do you... Uh, do you remember the first scary movie you ever watched? I was thinking about this uh, the other day. I remember when I was probably four or five, I remember watching E.T. You know how scary that is? That's like the least scary movie ever. But I remember there's a scene in there where E.T. starts screaming and flailing his arms. He looks all weird and goofy. I remember crying and screaming and running to my mommy. Uh, and that was a week ago. Um, the, the other scary movie that I remember is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Do you remember that movie? Uh, that's not my generation's movie. That might not even be my dad's generation's movie. That's an old movie. Old black and white, scary movie about these aliens who come and they get us and turn us into pods and the pods look like uh, baked potatoes and then the aliens take on the people's lives and about this guy who's supposed to escape and uh, run to the next town. And, and it scared me to death. I would have nightmares about that as a kid. Um, you remember your first scary movie? Well, uh, in our world, there's, there's a lot to be, uh, that, that tempts us to be afraid. Um, we might feel tempted to be afraid of death or sickness or losing, um, losing your 401k or going bankrupt, or we might be afraid of rejection, or we might be afraid of looking foolish, of we might be afraid of not having all the answers. There are all these things that we might be afraid of. And in this season, with the coronavirus, um, it seems like these temptations to be afraid are on steroids. I think when we look at Facebook, we see many people who are afraid. When we look at people hoarding things, we see people who are afraid. 
And so the question for, for believers is, uh, why shouldn't we be afraid? What do we have to hang on to? Why can we be fearless in the face of the coronavirus? Well, we can be fearless. Psalm 46 says we can be fearless no matter what our situation, because God has made it his job to be your fortress. How cool is that? Uh, Bob read that passage for us earlier. And so let's talk about, let's examine why we can be fearless no matter our circumstances. Uh, well, we can be fearless first. And Psalm 46 says this, we can be fearless first because God is inside, outside, and always. We can be fearless no matter what because for Christians, God is inside, outside, and He is always. The first verse says this, God is our refuge and our strength a very present help in trouble. So he is our refuge. He is outside. We, we don't need to fear. He is our refuge. We find refuge in God. He is our fortress. He is our bomb shelter. He is our fort. He is our castle. He is our panic room. He is our safe house. He is our bunker. It is job God's job that he has given himself to protect us like a fortress protects an army. God's job is to be our fortress so that anything outside of us cannot get to us. How comforting is that? That's awesome. Think of it like this. In the medieval, in, in the medieval world, uh, if someone was chasing you, if you had an enemy that was chasing you through the streets and you found yourself in front of a cathedral, you could throw yourself through the doors, declare sanctuary, and no one can touch you. Doesn't matter who is chasing you, no one could touch you. You have sanctuary, you have safety. That cathedral was your refuge. In the same way, Christian, God is your refuge. He is here to protect you from outside threats. He is our fortress. He is our fortress. He is our refuge. We sing about this together. When, when we gather together, we sing in Christ alone. You remember this song? Listen to how this goes. This is what came to my mind. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love what depths of peace when fears are stilled, when strivings cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. When we are in Christ, He is our refuge. He says it like this in John 14, 20. He says, in that day, you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Part of being in Christ is that He is our refuge. He is our protection. And here's the thing about God being our refuge. Nothing sneaks up on Him. Nothing surprises Him. Nothing overpowers Him. There's nothing that will knock down His walls. There's nothing. We are totally secure inside 
God our fortress. Now I know what you might be thinking. I know what you might be thinking. But preacher, you said God is outside so I shouldn't fear. He protects me from these external forces, this external evil, these sufferings. He's there for me. He's there for my security. But sometimes I do feel suffering and pain. Sometimes I am tempted to fear. Those things are very real. I feel that. Sometimes I do get sick. What then? Well, God is still your fortress. God is still your refuge. Nothing gets through to you without God's sovereign will allowing it. Think about that. God's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-good, all-loving. He loves you. He wants to take care of you. Nothing will happen to you without God's sovereign will. Why is that a good thing? Well, God has decreed that if His people feel pain and feel suffering, it will only serve to bring His people eternal joy and goodness. So, When you feel pain and when you feel suffering, the question isn't, what overpowered God my fortress? The question is, what eternal goodness is going to come from this? Romans 8.28 says it this way. We we talk about it often. For, For those who love God, all things work together for good. All things. All things. And so... Paul says it like this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. He says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because Paul knew he's in his fortress, God, so nothing was going to come at him and bring him eternal harm. In fact, when he feels suffering, he knows it came through the hands of a sovereign God who will turn it for his eternal good. So even in suffering, and this is Paul, this is a guy who's beaten up to a pulp on countless occasions. He says, every time I got beat up, I know I can give thanks to God because it's for my eternal good. So the idea is this, Christian, when, when you suffer, When you feel pain, know in eternity you will be grateful and thankful to God when you see the whole picture and you see the good that came for you through that. So God is, we we don't need to fear because all things will work for our good because God is our fortress. He he is outside. We're inside God. He's He's outside protecting us from these things. We also don't need to fear because God is inside. He is, it says, He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is the strength within us that we can withstand whatever situation we find ourselves in. He is our strength. When we find ourselves in difficult times, God dwells in us like He dwelled in the temple. And He is producing in His people a supernatural strength to bring you through whatever difficulty you find yourself. So God is our refuge. He's outside. He's also our strength inside. And even in this, providing strength, He is so gracious because He knows I'm not strong on my own. He knows I'm so weak. He knows when difficult times come on my own, I could not withstand them. And so God, in His gracious mercy, He doesn't just bring me inside Himself. He brings Himself within me to give me the strength that I need. So we do not fear. 
because God is outside, He is inside, and God is always. Do you see how first, verse 1 ends? A very present help in trouble. A very present help. Not just a present help, a very present help, and not just in normal situations, a very present help in trouble. God does not want to withhold His help. A very present. That means He's wanting to help you. He's wanting to strengthen you. He's wanting to protect you. He's glad to do it. You do not wear Him out. You do not wear Him out. He is thrilled to be your refuge. He is thrilled to be your strength. He is always there for you. Deuteronomy 31.6 says it this way, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. That good news. So we don't need to fear in any situation because God is outside. He's our refuge. He is inside. He is our strength. And He is always, He is always here. So how secure are we? How secure are you? How fearless can we be because God is with us? What does that look like? Verses 2 and 3 say it this way. They say, even if nature, even if the three fundamental elements of the world were against us, we don't need to fear because God is so powerful and He is our fortress. It says, even if the earth, right? You can't get more foundational in our lives than that. Even if the earth gives way, just sucks us under, we don't need to fear because God is with us. Man, that is a strong fortress. It says, even if the mountains move into the sea, what are more foundational, what are more strong than mountains? Nothing that we can imagine is more strong than mountains. And even if the mountains themselves are crumbling, we don't fear because our fortress doesn't crumble. And then even if the sea, you might remember this, the Israelites are afraid of the sea. The sea is mysterious. The sea is, they, they think monsters are in the sea. They think demons come from the sea. They're superstitious about the sea. And so the psalmist says, even if the sea rages and foams, even if the sea comes and swallows up mountains whole, I don't need to fear because God is my fortress. And we see this in Jesus' ministry. We see when he, does this give you a little different view? The Israelites are scared of the sea and God is our fortress in the sea. And then Jesus comes as God in flesh. And what does he do with the sea? He walks on water. He puts the sea under his feet. He calms the sea. Peace, be still! Calms the sea. Isn't that amazing? He is our fortress. Even if these things happen, even if nature itself rises up against us, we will not fear. Now, who's in control of the coronavirus? Is it out of control? No. It is in control. The mountains, the earth, if the sea, if microscopic viruses, if any of these things appear to be against us, we need not fear. Because God is with us and He is our fortress. So if nature, and He says, even if mankind rages against me, He says, when nations rage and when kingdoms topple, 
I need not be afraid. So even when people come after you, even when you feel rejected, even when you feel lonely, even when you feel humiliated, even if your reputation seems to be tarnished, even if somebody's gossiping against you, and more serious, even if armies are against you, even if nations are against you, even if, as this picture shows us in 46, even if our city is besieged by an enemy, we don't need to fear. We need not fear. My friends, your reputation is in God's hands. It's not in somebody else's hands. That gossip can do you no harm unless it is for your ultimate good because you're in the fortress of God. The armies lined up against you, they are not in control. They are not unstoppable. You are in your God who is a fortress. He says in 8 and 9, He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. He's in control of all of this of everything. And He is good and He is trustworthy and He is our fortress. We need not be afraid. And this is how powerful He is. This is how powerful He is. Read verse 6 with me. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, and He utters His voice, the earth melts. As our God that's your fortress. Who should we fear? What is out of his control? Who is out of his control if by his very words the entire earth can melt away? Isn't that amazing? His word, that is effortless. He does not break a sweat to defeat our enemies. He does not break a sweat to defend us in his fortress. It's by his word. It is total obedience of every molecule in the universe. By His Word, the earth melts. See how easy that picture is? It's like, it's like melting butter. It's like melting ice, melting snow, right? Just, just gone. There's no chipping away. It's not, it doesn't say, and God chips away at it for a long time, and then finally all your enemies will be destroyed here. Uh, it, it doesn't say, give him, give him an hour, give Him two weeks, and He'll take care of it. It says He speaks and it melts away. Effortless, total obedience. God is totally in control. And so, and so, nations might rage, kingdoms might totter, mountains move, but those who trust in God shall not be moved. Do you see the comparison there? Verse 5, read with me if you will. God is in the midst of her, talking about the people of God, the city of God. She shall not be moved. Mountains move, kingdoms totter, nations rage, seas roar, but those who trust in the Lord shall not be moved. Shall not be moved. So the city of God in 46, which represents the people of God, which can represent your heart, Christian, 
These everything around you might move, but you are in God, and so you will not be moved. He will allow you to be steadfast because he is with you. He is outside of you, inside of you, and always with you. Now, what a beautiful picture this is. The city that maybe the nations are raging against. Maybe your heart feels like something is raging against you. The kingdoms totter. Maybe you feel like your kingdom that you're living in is tottering right now. You might feel that. The mountains move. The seas rage. And we get a picture of this little city. The city of God. All these things are crashing against it. And it will not move. And then we see this beautiful this beautiful sentence, the last part of five says, God will help her when the morning dawns. Isn't that beautiful? God will help her when the morning dawns. Now, now Christian, you're in the fortress of God. God will help you when the morning dawns. What does that mean? When the morning dawns, when the sun comes up. So that means there will be a night. Okay? There will be a time of darkness in your life. It's part of life. There will be a time when you feel your nation tottering. There will be a time when you feel the nations rage, the mountains are moving, the earth is, you feel rejected, all these things. There will be a time when it is night. But Christian faith isn't being sure there will be no night it's being sure that there will be a dawn. That's what it means to believe in Jesus. We don't believe in Jesus and believe that there will be no night. No, we believe in Jesus and have faith that we know that there will be a dawn. Because we are in God and He is in us. And He is always with us. From our perspective, we might not know when God will move. We might not know when He will arrive. We might not know when the sun will come up, but we have faith that it will come. It will come. Just like the sun always rises, it is coming. He will be here. He will arrive. He will save the day. He will bring an end to our suffering. All these things will be wiped away. He will break every bow. He will smash every army. It is coming. We might not know when, but we know that it's coming. It's kind of like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. You ready for my, my nerdiness to come spill out through your computer screen? It's like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Gandalf is a wizard. Um, he's, he's a Christ figure in the book. And, uh, and the book says this. Gandalf is speaking. He says, a wizard is never late. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. And that's also true of God. In the same way, God is never late. He is never early. He arrives precisely when he means to, to bring himself the most glory and his people the most good that is possible. That's when God arrives. So even when it feels like he's absent, we know that he's not. But when we feel that he is absent, we need to remember he is still working for you an eternal goodness that you'll be thankful for, even in the middle of the night. Now, knowing this, this, knowing this is true, how then shall we live? 
incredibly powerful verse, well-known verse, goes like this. How, how should we live knowing this is true? Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. He is in us. He is outside of us. He's our refuge and our strength. He is always, no matter what the nations are doing, no matter what the mountains are doing, no matter what the seas are doing, we can have, we can have, we can be fearless because our God is with us. And so how do we live? Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know the dawn is coming. What a countercultural statement if there ever was one. Be still? We don't want to be still. We want to be distracted. We want to be entertained. We want to be heard. We want to be proud. We want to be talking. We want to be complaining. We want to be moving. We don't want to be still. Now, to be still and know that he's God does not mean that we don't do any work. Just sit back on your lazy boy and don't worry about it. We don't, we don't mean sit in a chair and stare at a wall for a while. That's not what we're talking about. I believe God is saying this. When he says, be still and know that I'm God, I think God is telling us this. Trust God so much that your heart is unflappable. You know where that word comes from? Unflappable. Can you imagine where it comes from? It comes from birds. You ever watch little birds? The little birds are always jumping around everywhere and looking around, you know, and, and what do they do? As soon as you step out your front door, what do they do? They're gone. Birds are flappable. That's where we get that. Birds are flappable. A flappable heart is like a bird. The first sign of movement, what's that? They're gone. Oh, first sign of movement, first sign of trouble. Oh no, my life is falling apart. Oh no, what's going to happen? I can't believe it. Oh my, what's going to happen? I got I to gotta take it. Oh, I don't know. I'm just so worried. I'm so fearful. That's a flappable heart. That's a heart that needs Jesus. That's a heart that needs to learn to be still and know that he is God. So Christians, when we understand how strong a fortress we have, in our God. When we understand that He is in us, outside us, and always with us, and He speaks and the earth melts. When we understand that He is for us, and that the dawn is coming, and He has promised to bring us good out of every situation, when we understand this, we should trust God, and we can trust God enough so that our heart can be unflappable. When these situations arise, we can say, wow, okay, that's troubling. That's troubling. I need to act wisely. I need to act correctly. I need to act lovingly. I need to honor God in my actions. I need to do the right things. But I know God has me. Do you see the difference? You see the difference? It's saying, yeah, I know that the situation is, appears bad and I'm going to take steps to address it, but it's going to be okay. The dawn is coming. God has got me. My friends, church, brothers and sisters in Christ, the world needs to see unflappable Christians now. The world needs to see that. The world needs to see Christians being wise, taking appropriate steps to love your neighbor, taking appropriate steps for safety, for, um, for the sake of your neighbor, for the sake of your family. We need to be wise. We need to be wise. 
but we also need to be unflappable. We need to show the world that we have a God who is a mighty fortress, who is with us no matter what, and we need to show the world that we are secure in this God, and dawn is coming. A.W. Tozer says it this way, A fearful world needs a fearless church. Your friends are watching you. So let me give you, let me give you two things, two actions in this time. Number one, take these things seriously. Okay? Take these things seriously. Take these things humbly. Listen to the experts. Listen to authorities. Love your neighbor. And number two, show yourself as unflappable. Do you show yourself as unflappable on Facebook? Do you show yourself as unflappable through your text messages or your phone calls? Do you show yourself as unflappable at your workplace? Are you living a life where others see that you have something different right now? They see that you have, where everyone else might be panicking, you have a steady resolve to do the right thing and the wise thing. And they, they see you as unflappable. What a great testimony we can have at this time. So, maybe you're here, maybe you're, maybe you're there, and you've stumbled across us, and, and maybe you're not a believer and you're hearing all this. Maybe you're scared. Um, well, let me tell you that trusting in Jesus is the best decision that you can make. Trusting in Jesus means that you believe that He is God, that He died on the cross to take the punishment that you deserve, for your sins, that he was buried and he rose again from the grave three days later. And now he is a fortress for all who call upon his name, for all who trust in him. He is an unbreakable fortress. And you know what he protects us from? He protects those who trust in him. He protects us from death and hell and sin forever. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life that He has conquered death for us, that for Christians, we will die once and then enter into eternal life, that He's conquered sin for us, that He has forgiven us, He has bought us forgiveness from every bad thing we've ever done, and that He's conquered hell for us, that our destination as believers is to enjoy God forever in heaven. That's why we don't need to fear. Our eternity is secure. Church, I love you. We miss you. Let us know how we can serve you. Uh, let me pray and we'll finish up. Father, thank you that you are a mighty fortress. Thank you that you provide a strength for us in, in difficult times. Father, thank you that you are in control. Thank you that you are gracious and merciful and loving. Thank you that all who call upon Jesus will be saved. Father, during this time, may we see how we can support our neighbors, love our neighbors, serve our neighbors. May we seek wisdom. May we, may we appear to the world as wise and unflappable. And Father, we pray that you bring us together again very, very soon. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.